Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 61. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them, and I am stoked to have you join me. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. And I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. This episode, we'll be looking at how we can approach training without the pressure of having to train, which often leads to bad feelings towards ourselves, bad feelings about the training, and particularly because we have bad feelings about not doing the training. Now, it's really easy to do, and I know I've done it in the past (laughs) a lot, (laughs) and I've heard so many of my crew talking to me about this, how they have such a struggle wanting to do sessions, not being able to do their sessions, and then just feeling really badly towards themselves about it. And it's just not a fun place to be. And this often happens because we feel like we have to train every day, that if we aren't training every day, then we're failing at our training or we're failing at life (laughs) and it's it feels really really shit and we can put so much pressure on ourselves and set such a high expectation that it can feel impossible to achieve and I get that often when we're excited to begin training and we're feeling motivated then we do have these higher expectations because motivation is that starting point it's like oh I feel like I want to train I feel excited to train and for a short period of time it's definitely enough but then as you get sore and as life kind of gets in the way that motivation can slip off and then you start feeling bad and you start thinking oh well I used to be able to do this why can't I do it now why aren't I doing it now I feel like I should be able to do this because insert reason there you know I I, because I was doing it because I used to do it because I feel like I have to do it because that's what these you know the right thing to be doing and all this messaging out there that tells you that that's what you should be doing it's all shit (laughs) it's a really hard experience to have and it's a really common experience to have so don't feel like you're alone friend if you are someone who has experienced this or is currently experiencing this Now, the problem with this way of thinking, with having these high expectations, with thinking about what we have done in the past and why aren't we doing that now, is that it ends up becoming quite demotivating. We feel less like training because we already feel shit at ourselves for not training. And when we're feeling crappy and we're feeling like unhappy about things, we're not so motivated. So it becomes this vicious cycle of expecting yourself to train, not being able to train, beating yourself up about training, and then repeat. So then you expect, oh, no, tomorrow I'll make up for it. I'll make up for it by, oh, now I've got seven sessions to make up for, and all of a sudden you're just like, my gosh, this is so overwhelming. I can't achieve this. And 
it just continues on like that when we have these thoughts. Now, the problem here is that this sort of messaging and the imagery that we see around the fitness industry, this message is what is is what is pushed by the fitness industry as a whole, by uh, fitness influencers that you see on the socials or the marketing that we see pushed by gyms and even clothing brands as well. It's like there's this unspoken and sometimes very obviously spoken expectation that if you're going to train, well, then you have to train all the time and you know, you're always going to be able to achieve this. And if look at these successful people, they do this every day. So you should be able to as well. It's all, it's all false. It's not really true. (laughs) And sure, there are some people out there that can set these really high expectations and high demand routines, and they can achieve them. Usually they're elite athletes and they're getting paid for that sort of thing. (laughs) Or they're just very enthusiastic about training and they have a lifestyle that accommodates that. But that's not most people. And this unrealistic expectation that a few people can fulfill is pushed out there as something that everyone should be able to fulfill. And it's just not true. It's a false narrative and it's toxic. And just because someone else can do it doesn't mean that you have to as well. And that's the thing here. There are so many ways to be active and move your body. And it It doesn't require you to follow strict training schedules where if you miss a day, everything is ruined and all of your gains will disappear. That's just not true. (laughs) Firstly, taking time off training or or not training on on a day doesn't ruin any progress that you're making. (laughs) Rest is such an important part of training of movement, of any type of sessions that you're doing. And secondly, it's okay to move or train as frequently or infrequently as you like if that helps you feel good about what you're doing and if it helps you feel like it's an achievable option for you. The, the less helpful thing to do is try and force yourself to do a thing than shame yourself when the forcing didn't really feel motivating or nice. I mean, let's, let's face it, it doesn't feel nice when someone else puts tough expectations on us or tries to force us to fulfill certain things. So why would we willingly do that to ourselves? We don't have to and I know it can be such an easy thing and there's this is deeper than just when it comes to training I understand that there are so many influences in our lives leading up to these points usually and approaches that we have to things that are very much part of this whole process of thinking that we have in this regard I'm not gonna (laughs) I'm not gonna say that there's not a deeper meaning to this but I want to reassure you that when it comes to training, when it comes to moving your body however the plop you want, there's no there's no rules here. You you can do whatever you want to do that makes you feel good. So let's look at training or moving our bodies from a bit of a different perspective here. Because really the only person we are ever doing any sort of movement or training for should be ourselves. If you're training for someone else, that is never going to end well for you, friend. Be really wary of that. We need to train for ourselves. And it's really important to remember that. Train for yourself. Move for yourself. 
and no one else. If someone else is telling you you need to get active for whatever reason and being really critical of you or judging you for how you look or who you are, that's probably not a very nice person to be around. And maybe it could be important to reassess that association. Not that I'm giving any sort of relationship advice here. <laughs> But that doesn't seem like a very nice situation to be in. <laughs> if you're going to move, move for you and no one else. Move because it helps you feel good. Move because it helps you feel motivated. Move because it fulfills a need of yours in a really positive way. And it's really important to reflect on where these expectations that we place on ourselves come from. Because let's say we decide to move. We decide to move our bodies and when we're motivated and we're excited, we often <laughs> put more put more out there than what we're actually capable of achieving. But it's really important to understand deeper down, why are we putting that expectation there? Is it something that we've heard in the past? Is it something that someone else has told us? Is there that expectation, as I said, from someone else in your life or who's around you? Is it the messaging on social media? Is some silly fitness influencer out there telling you that they did this thing and look at them without telling you that they've been doing training for 10 years and they have this really ridiculous diet that just lets them shred? And, you know, there's, there's so much more than what we see on the surface in a lot of these circumstances. So be really mindful and take a moment to really reflect on why it is that you're expecting yourself to train every day. Because you don't have to. You don't have to do, do anything unless it's helping you feel good. Because if it's not really coming from you, it's, uh, it's really important to understand where it's coming from. Because until we can understand that, it's really hard to address why we have this expectation. And it may end up being that it has nothing to do with the training itself. It's an expectation we put on ourselves because, you know, in childhood maybe we <laughs> we had that expectation placed on us to achieve and therefore it's just something that's become ingrained in us. But it's not always healthy. Or it could just be that capitalism has pushed the narrative that if we're not quotey fingers productive, then we're not of worth, that we're failing, that we're unsuccessful. I I know for sure that capitalism pushes that sort of shit and uh, it's not true. You are worthy regardless of whether you are being productive or not and there's nothing shameful about not doing a thing because if you think about it, doing a thing just because it's perceived as productive by someone else, like where's the benefit for you in that? There's, there's not Fuck capitalism. <laughs> you don't have to fulfill its shitty narrative. Because <laughs> you are more, you are more than the tasks that you can achieve in a given day. And you don't need to fulfill the expectations of the capitalist patriarchy that governs our daily lives. Instead, take a moment and reflect on why it is that you want to move your body? Expectations aside, why do you want to move your body? What ways would you like to move? How often do you want to move? Or how often does your current situation allow you to move? 
because they are such important questions because it's quite often that we feel like we've got to fulfill these unrealistic standards regardless of our life circumstances and our life circumstances play a huge part in what we're capable of doing influences what energy we have what we have access to the amount of time that we can spare on this sort of thing and all of that is so important to take into account because we can't expect ourselves to train every day if we just don't have the capacity and then feel bad because we're trying to set ourselves up for a task that we're inevitably going to fail. That doesn't feel nice. We don't have to do that. And as I said, friends, you don't have to train every day. You don't have to train every second day. You could move your body in some way twice a week and it's going to be amazing for you. It doesn't have to be much. So really dig down and ask yourself those questions. Again, they are reflecting on why you want to move your body, what ways you'd like to move, how often you want to move, or how often does your current situation allow you to move. And whatever answers you come up with, feel, feel as good as you can about them because there are no wrong answers because these are questions just for you based on where you're at with what you want and with what your needs are. There's no wrong answers here. <laughs> there is only what is going to work for you and that will also help you feel good while you do it. What could be better than that? <laughs> Fuck off all those unrealistic expectations that the fitness industry pushes out there. All those Fitzbo fitness models pretending like life is just grand and they have the easiest time and can spend all day every day training. It's, just, it's false and it's actually perpetuating a message that is intended to help. Well, not help. It's intended to make people feel bad. So they then have to think, oh, well, I better do something. Look at what these people can do. Well, I can't do that. If I'm not doing that, I'm failing. I want to be like this person. So it means I have to do X, Y, Z. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm not going to be successful like this person in, in this image or pushing this message is. Be really mindful that that is a, that is a big thing that happens in the fitness industry with fitness influencers uh, with gyms, with trainers, and it's all it's all false. Move when it feels right for you in the ways that feel right for you, friend, and feel good about that because that is all that matters. You're moving for you, never for someone else. Now, when we think about moving our bodies, we often think of big structured sessions that involve a lot of sweat and discomfort followed by soreness for days <laughs> when really you can move at whatever intensity you like for as long as you like. The biggest successes that I've seen from our crew the, that I train has come from sessions that are like a moderate, intensi uh, moderate intensity practiced consistently over time. Because it's not about uh, intensity of a session. It's never about the intensity of a session. It's all about consistency. So, for example, if you feel that you could do an activity at a pretty comfortable intensity two times a week and just did that every week, just two times, you'd pretty quickly find that whatever 
type of movement session that you're doing would begin to feel pretty comfortable pretty quickly. Your sleep would improve, so would your moods, and you'd probably notice some physical changes happening as well. And we're generally not told this. This is also one of those not so popular messages that is pushed. It's often, you know, high intensity interval training. It's all or nothing. It's it's just not true. Actually, it's funny because in the research I'm doing at the moment at university, a lot of the uh, focus around outcomes of health is based on the benefits of high intensity interval training and Friends, I can tell you, I've been working with people for eight years as a trainer now, and high-intensity interval training is not the be-all and end-all of training as much as people try to push that narrative because I have seen so much success with so many people doing everything other than high-intensity interval training. So please don't think that you've got to go out there and just obliterate yourself every session, and that's the only way that you can possibly train to succeed or meet any sort of training goal or do whatever it is that you want to do. It's not true. Training or moving your body never has to be a huge thing. And it doesn't have to go for hours or a really long period of time. And it doesn't require you to set personal bests or lift all of the heavy things. (laughs) The best thing that you can do if you find yourself in a situation where you're shaming yourself for not training the way you expected is to take that step back and check in with yourself. Because these narratives that we're told really fuel those thoughts that we have. And I know when I work with anyone to help them, my biggest interest is in how my crew feel about how they're moving. Does, is it working for them? Is it something they enjoy? And it's very much a focus on what they have the capacity for because if someone doesn't have the capacity for it, then it's never going to be a positive experience. And that's never fun for anyone. No one wants to feel, no one wants to intentionally feel down on themselves for not meeting an expectation. So it's really important to be realistic with what you are capable of and then feel good about whatever that is. Don't shame yourself because you've got the capacity to train once a week. That's awesome. If you can train or you can move your body in some way once a week, you're flipping winning because it's once a week that you can do the thing that feels good for you. And that's not set in stone. Life circumstances change. So in the future, that too could change. Just for now, where you're at, you can do this one thing once a week. Friend, that is amazing. Feel so good about that, regardless of what the capacity you have. And always keep in mind and always come back to those questions that I pointed out to you when you're assessing what's feeling good for you, what expectations you're holding on yourself. Again, they are why you're wanting to move or train your body, what ways you would like to move, how often do you want to move, and how often does your current circumstance allow you to move? Because those last two points how often do you want to move and how often does your current circumstance allow they're two different questions because we may want to move four days a week but currently circumstances just don't allow for that and you know what you can do you can fit in two days a week and that is okay and that's the most important thing here when it comes to being realistic because we could ex- we could try and set that expectation. Well, I want to train four days a week, so I'm going to expect myself to. 
but it's not going to go well if you realistically just don't have the capacity. So feel good about that. Now, once you have these answers, then you could begin to take the steps to make moving work for you. And don't expect to be perfect. (laughs) Perfection is a trap. (laughs) Even if this plan is set out and you're looking at it and you're like, yep, going to make it happen. Stuff might come up and be okay with it not always being achievable. Flexibility is so important and it's what, what helps keep things manageable because if you've got an expectation to, say you've got two, two days a week where you feel like you have the capacity to move and then you miss one of those days, thinking you've got to make up for it is one of the worst things you can do. Don't ever think you've got to make up, quote your fingers on the make up for a session there because there's nothing to make up. It's, this, that, that thought comes from thinking that you have to do that training session. You have to do it or else. It's like, or else what? Because you don't have to do that training session. You never have to make up for sessions that you've missed. So feel good about that. If a, if a session passes and you don't get it in, that's okay. Just keep moving forward. Next time, maybe you'll be able to get it in. Maybe next week you can get both of your sessions in. And if you do, flippin' awesome. But if you don't, still okay. Maybe if you consistently can't get both your sessions in or as many as you've picked, then you need to reassess what's realistic for you and change the frequency that you think you're able to move. Keeping it achievable is what it's all about. When we keep on moving in the ways that we like and that we can achieve, we feel good about it. We're never shaming ourselves because we're always feeling like we, we have the capacity to do that thing. And that is just so important. It doesn't matter how you're moving. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter how long you're moving for. Just finding the ways you can do it that really are achievable for you and that feel good for you is what is most important. So I challenge you, friend, instead of beating yourself up about missing a session or missing doing some movement that you said you would do, accept that it has happened and make a plan for what you can do for next time. And then once you've made that plan, let it go. That is all. Because keeping on bringing something up from the past to beat yourself up about it is is never going to feel good and it's never going to allow you to move past that. Then you're going to be beating yourself up for a handful of things that you missed in the past that you can't possibly change. And if you can't change it and there's nothing you can do differently because it was in the past then it's not constructive. But if you can make a plan to move forward, as I said, it may mean reassessing the frequency that you're able to move. It may mean planning a little bit better. Whatever the circumstance, take those steps and then just let it go. Nothing to make up for. So feel good about that. Now, I do think in this I'm not an expert here when it comes to things of the mind, but I do think that sometimes we get into a habit of shaming ourselves for things that we think we've done wrong or things we think we should have done but didn't. And 
that stops us from moving forward and we just end up in this cycle that perpetuates actions that allow us to just continue to shame ourselves further. This is what I was talking about when we beat ourselves up about something we've missed, but we don't make a plan on what we can do in the future. So just be mindful of that. And if you find that you're getting a bit down on yourself, just reflect on why. And is it something that you can do differently next time? Is it real? Is I don't think it's ever appropriate to beat ourselves up about anything. Sure, you can be like, ah, oh, I'm a bit disappointed about that. Bummer, I really wanted to. But once you've acknowledged that, what more can you do? There's not much. All you're going to do if you keep on thinking about it is make yourself feel bad. I mean, it's your choice. I'm not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> but I know for myself, I have learned that if you can't change what's happened in the past, then there's no point in beating yourself up about it, but you can always change how you may act in the future. So there's always something that you can do differently moving forward. Can't change the past. Now, if this is something that you struggle with, that is okay because this is not a simple matter. This can have so much more deep-rooted issues than just how we're approaching movement, and that is okay. Just remember that when it comes to fitting movement into your life, into your day, it is not about being perfect. It is the most valuable lesson that I can give you. And you know what? Even if you do find yourself getting a bit down on yourself and being like, oh, well, I tried so hard. I could have. Why didn't I do this? Or I should have done that. That's okay too. Because ironically, <laughs> you don't have to instantly stop being down on yourself because that's not possible either. It takes time, especially when we're in these habits. <laughs> and this is the point I'm trying to make. None of this is about being perfect. It's never about perfection. Perfection is the biggest lie ever. Nothing is perfect because it's subjective. <laughs> so you don't have to be perfect at training every time if you're going to say you are. <laughs> but you also don't have to be perfect at not overthinking it. That's okay. Sometimes having these small realizations, even if you've been beating yourself up because you did end up missing something and a day and a half later you're like, ah, oh, that's right, maybe next time I can just do this. And then you make that little plan, that's okay. The fact that we can eventually have these realizations is amazing. And that's how we can gradually begin to change the way we think about things, to be more positive, more affirming of ourselves, and break these habits that we can get into. And allow yourself to have whatever feelings you're having. Don't try and resist. And this is the thing, you might be feeling down on yourself and be like, oh, I'm not allowed to think that. That's not true. <laughs> you're allowed to think and feel everything that you're thinking and feeling. Just don't shame yourself for having the, the feelings. It's okay to have emotions. Okay? It's okay to have disappointment come up. It's okay to, to feel bummed about things. Don't try and resist the feelings, but just allow them to come, but then also allow them to pass. Don't try and grasp onto them like you feel you deserve to feel this way because no one ever deserves to feel those things. Like It's okay to have the emotions, but please do your best to allow them to pass once you've had the realization and had your experience and then maybe taken some steps to go, well, next time I can do this, or maybe I need to rethink what I'm asking myself to do because it's a little bit too much for me. 
all of those things are okay. <laughs> it's all good, friends. <laughs> Just remember some things are simply out of your control when it comes to circumstances that may cause you to not be able to do the things that you want or emotions that come up for you. And sometimes trying to control a situation actually leads to more stress and discomfort. So just roll with it, friends. Roll with it as best you can. I know saying that sounds very simple and it's not that, that's not the case. <laughs> Especially when we're caught in an emotion. I completely understand that because I have those experiences too. <laughs> but when we, when we are at points where we have some clarity and emotion is passing or we're in a, in a lull or whatever, there's those times we can have those reflections. It's always good to try and just let things go. Now let's have a recap of what we've touched on. We've looked at how you don't have to train every day, regardless of what someone else says or the messaging out there or the flipping capitalist patriarchy. No, none of that's true. <laughs> you don't have to train every day. Understanding that is so important. And just know that it is totally okay for you to move in the ways that feel good for you, however frequent that may be. It's got to work for you. You don't have to. You don't have to meet anyone else's expectations or follow anyone else's rules. It's what you want to do. And just remember that if you find yourself getting caught up in those times where you're feeling down yourself for training, as best you can, take those moments. And just remind yourself, it's okay. It's okay because it's not about being perfect. It's about doing the things when you can in the ways that are realistic and achievable for you. And you can always change the plans that you've made if it's too much. Nothing is set in stone. <laughs> Make this work for you. That is the best thing you can do if you want to figure out how you can sustainably move and keep it feeling good. It all comes down to making it achievable and not putting those unrealistic expectations on yourself. Now, friends, you can find all of these details in the show notes. If you're enjoying the show and you know other folks who may find some benefit in having a listen, maybe from this episode or another one of the other 60 sessions that I've done now, <laughs> share it with them. I would love that. If you have questions about this episode or you'd like to learn about how we may be able to support you, you can go to our website, www.fearlessmovement.co. You can send us a message there. You can try out our seven-day trial. You can join us for some at-home training. That one won an award through COVID for being able to give people some access to training from the safety of their homes. Yes, it's a great program. If I do say so myself, you can check it out at the website. <laughs> if you don't want to go to our website, though, it's okay. We are on the socials. You can find us on Facebook at Fearless Movement Collective. You can go to Instagram, where we're most active, and look me up, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot mb, or non-gendered fitness at non underscore gendered underscore fitness. Yes. Until next week, friends, remember... Setting high expectations for ourselves can be motivating and inspiring, but if they start to cause us to feel unhappy, unmotivated, or down on ourselves, then they stop benefiting us. So don't try to force yourself to push through if this happens. Reassess, find a better option, and figure out what works for you, and try again. 
have a red as day pass.